It is no secret that the travel industry has undergone some major changes in the past few years. And even though it is back and booming, so much of why and how we travel has changed. Welcome to Travel Redefined. I'm Sarah Dandeshi and I'm your host, and I'm excited to talk to thought leaders in the hospitality and travel space for insight on the future of travel. Welcome back to another episode of Travel Redefined, where we're speaking with individuals all throughout the travel and hospitality industry and even neighboring industries and discussing what they're doing and how they are sort of reimagining the travel and hospitality space. And today's guest, this is going to be a really great conversation. It's something I'm very passionate about just as a whole, as a person and as a traveler. And he's got an incredible products company that we will dive into, but understanding how we can pretty much make healthier options more available for our travelers. Of course, far more detailed than that. So definitely want to go ahead and introduce today's guest. It's Sean Folkson. He is the founder and CEO of Night Food, and I'm going to let him describe all of that. But thank you, Sean, so much for joining today. Thank you, Sarah. It's my pleasure to be here. And, you know, we're, we're a snack company, but we're super focused on the hotel space. So I'm just really excited to share what we're doing with everybody. I love that. Well, and I always like to say, who doesn't like snacks? But <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about it more. So I would love to hear just like a little bit of a backstory on you. What's your background? And, and then how did and what led you to found Night Food? Well, I think the most relevant part of my story is uh, because most of it is it doesn't really apply to, you know, being in the snack business. But the most relevant part is that I'm a nighttime snacker and I always have been. And, uh, you know, there was a time when I, like many of us, could eat anything and at any time of day. And I felt like I could, you know, stay in shape and, and sleep great and everything. And, and then as I got a little bit older, I realized that I needed to make some changes to my nutrition and my diet. And when I did that, I, I noticed that nighttime was kind of the hardest and trickiest time of day to make good, healthy choices. And I, I didn't really understand why at the time. We, we know a lot more now, and, and we can probably get into some of that. But, you know, th there's biological reasons why we tend to make those least healthy choices at night. And I, at the time, I didn't understand that, but I knew it was a problem for me, and I knew it was a problem for a lot of other people that I spoke to. And so, you know, I basically saw an opportunity here to change the way people snack at night, you know, set aside my other businesses and I divested from the company that I was running at the time. And I set out on this, uh, this journey that we're going to talk about here. What it's so interesting because like you bring up so many valid points. I mean, we've known this for, for over the years, it's like half the time it's nighttime. And that's when people make maybe not the best decisions when it comes to snacking, they want to grab something. And so it's interesting how you found that. And then also what you've sort of created as a whole, the snack industry, I can only imagine that is not my background, but I can only imagine it is a beast in and of itself. But how do you see what you've created with night food changing the way that we snack? Well, I mean, you know, you think about, I mean, there's, there's a breakfast, you know, we call cereal, we call it breakfast cereal. And, and so there's, there's times of day that, that things are kind of connected to in certain cases. And this, this nighttime day part really doesn't have its own snack food. And, and, and it's important because what you eat 
at night is going to impact your sleep. What you eat during the day is going to impact your sleep as well. But at night, because of the proximity, it's more impactful. So, you know, whether you're eating generally healthy choices, unhealthy choices, the amount of fat, the amount of sugar, the amount of calories you take in, too much protein at night can be alerting to the brain. So all these decisions and all these things can impact how you sleep. And so what we what we know is that Look, Americans spend, the new numbers are out, over $150 billion a year on total snacks. And almost half of that takes place between dinner and bed. And over the last few years, we've seen better-for-you snack companies capture billions of dollars in market share. And, you know, they'll typically have, you know, less fat, less sugar, fewer calories. And they're generally healthier, which is, which is a step in the right direction. But if knowing that almost half of all snacking takes place at night... How can something you eat really be better for you if it wasn't also formulated with sleep quality and better sleep in mind? And that's what we do at Night Food. We're the only company doing what we call sleep-friendly nutrition. We know all the big food and beverage companies are looking at this space. They know, Mondelez knows what percentage of Oreos are eaten at night. You know, Unilever knows when people are ordering their Ben and Jerry's on DoorDash. They all have this data. They know that there's billions and billions of dollars. There's over a billion dollars every single week on snacks just consumed between dinner and bedtime. And they all know it. And so we look at like what NyQuil did, you know, 50 something years ago. There was cold medicine. There was, I don't know, Dristan or Contact or whatever was around back then. And NyQuil came along and said, look, we don't care what you're going to take during the day. At night, you've got special needs. You need different things, different ingredients, and that's what it, and within just a couple of years, NyQuil was the number one selling cold medicine in the country, and they still have that position from what I understand. So it's a situation where by identifying a, a sub-segment of the total snack space, by identifying that nighttime day part, we think we can help a lot of people snack better, but we also think there's a tremendous business opportunity here for ourselves, and, and we're excited about both of those things. I mean, that's such a great example, the NyQuil example, and definitely something that we can all relate to and, and certainly know. What are some of the products that you have currently? So I, I have some here, some sweet-friendly cookies, and I've had ice cream. Yes, the cookies. So the cookies are brand new. So the ice cream, the ice cream has been out for, for a while, and we actually are in national distribution. We're in hundreds of hotels across the country, um, you know, properties from Marriott and Hyatt and uh, Sinesta and, you know, Wyndham and Choice. We're in hundreds of, of hotels. We just announced, I mean, in a lot of those properties, we're outselling Haagen-Dazs, we're outselling Ben & Jerry's. And these are brands that, are, that have been around forever. And what it shows us is that the concept of sleep-friendly snacking in the hotel environment makes a ton of sense to the consumer. We can't do that in the supermarkets. We can't just plop into a supermarket and expect people that are buying you know, a basket full of groceries on a Tuesday afternoon to choose night food over Ben and Jerry's or over Haagen-Dazs. But in that hotel environment, a lot of people are walking in there at night. They're buying for immediate consumption. They see the sleep-friendly packaging, and it speaks to them in that moment as not only just a healthier choice, but in very unique sleep-friendly. So, and now, you know, we've launched the cookies. I will say this for the record, for everybody tuning in, I have had the ice cream, I have had the cookies, and they are super delicious. So that, yes, and I tried multiple flavors too of the ice cream, all of them delicious. Well, look, nothing else matters if it doesn't taste great, right? So, and we know, so, so the biology that I referred to earlier, at night, we are hardwired to consume excess calories. It's a survival mechanism. 
right? While food is available, we are programmed to put as much of it in our bodies as we can so that increases our chances of survival, okay? If we leave food, we wake up the next day, it might be gone and we decrease our chances of survival. That is how we are evolutionarily programmed. Now, for most of us, you know, we have, you know, we don't have food scarcity for most people. And fortunately, you know, we've got access to food when we need it, when we're hungry for most of us. But our evolution still tells us if there's food available and you're awake, you should be eating. And especially before the long nighttime fast, put as much fuel inside your body as you can. And the way to do that is by consuming calories. That's why at night we crave sugar, fat. You don't crave carrot sticks or celery because those things are not efficient ways to put fuel inside your body. So we crave the sugars. We crave the fats at night. Willpower is at its weakest low point of the day. So that's why we have the access to those foods. Now in our homes, we can sometimes do a better job you know, we know that whatever it is, the Pop-Tarts or the Count Chocula, we can't stay away at night. At least you can stop buying it. But when you go into that hotel lobby shop and you're surrounded by Twizzlers and Cheetos and Klondike bars, you don't have that choice. And that's why we think it's incumbent upon the people running the hotels to give people that better choice, because it's really, that's the hardest time of day to make good decisions. And not only is are, are the choices that we're naturally going to make going to be generally unhealthy, but they're also going to be sleep disruptive, which goes directly against all that the hotels are really there to try to help us do is sleep better. Which is such a good point. And that actually leads me to this next question, which I'm so glad that you brought, brought it up. So let's talk about the hospitality industry. Obviously, it is the sleep business. And so I think uh, this is a great reminder for those that are in the business that it's like, well, wait, well, where maybe they have kind of turned a blind eye towards their offerings, like they maybe need to open up and what they're what they are offering and understand how it will actually impact the entire experience. So, want to hear from you, like, like what is what are you seeing that maybe the hospitality industry is doing well, like maybe in terms of snack offering, and maybe, and then where are they lacking? Well, I mean, I I've I've been in a lot of hotels lately, and I look in the snack shops, and it's. You know, it's not what, what I would hope to see, not just because, you know, night food is not in every single hotel, which is our goal, but there's just very few generally healthier options available. And, you know, I think, you know, everybody's been hearing about wellness. It's such an important piece of, of what guests are expecting, you know, from, from hospitality these days. And I think when people in the industry hear about wellness, they think about fancier and obligation, you know, like yoga classes on site or changing the menu, doing plant-based options on the menu at the restaurant. But there's there's such an easy entry into wellness that any hotel can do at any level up and down the scale, which is just helping, you know, you're, if you're going to sell snacks anyway, which we know most hotels are now doing, it's not necessarily about getting rid of all the other stuff. We know that stuff's going to sell. Some people are going to buy it. But if you're going to sell that stuff, if you're going to sell the, the high fat, high sugar options, just also have healthier options out there that are not energy snacks that are more appropriate for nighttime. And I think that's a very easy thing that the hotels can do. I don't see enough of it out there. It's, it's such an easy adjustment to make. It doesn't require any CapEx. It doesn't require construction. It doesn't require any additional labor. Just 
when you place your order from the distributor, order some sleep friendly snacks, get it in there for your guests. They will thank you. Now, one thing I want to point out, Sarah, we know now that night food sells great. You know, six months ago, we didn't have the data that we have now. So yeah, I was about to ask, what's the feedback that you've gotten so far? Well, we've gotten feedback, but we also have data. So I think both things are super important, right? You know, it was common to hear, well, you know, people would say, well, that's a great idea. We love the idea of sleep-friendly snacking, but how will it sell? Will our guests really care? Will our guests go for this? And what we know now is that night food is selling head-to-head better than Ben and Jerry's, better than Haagen-Dazs, better than Baskin-Robbins at many, many hotel locations. And we might not beat them at every single location, but there's no question that the product sells well and that a hotel that puts it in in exchange for helping guests snack better and sleep better, they're not going to have to sacrifice profit or revenue. And that's the important thing. So interesting, because this actually kind of leads into my next question, but just addressing what we talked about, like two questions ago, we were talking about where is the, where is the industry succeeding and where are they kind of like lacking when it comes to healthier options. And you brought up an interesting point. And I think it goes for both the hospitality industry, as well as the snack industry as a whole. They do a good option of providing healthy options for like the morning or starting your day or throughout the day. But there is this oversight for nighttime options. So I think that that, because that is a struggle in the snack industry as a whole, it naturally has has bled over into the hospitality industry. But my my question is, what are you seeing? Because obviously this is all about incorporating healthier options into a travel experience, a hospitality experience. How have you been seeing maybe some travelers incorporate more health-related options into their travels? Well, I, you know, I, I, I don't know that it's, you make it sound very calculated in that way <laughs> that people are planning. And I know there are some people, you know, there's hotels out there that are doing sleep retreats and things like that. But, you know, I, I think about, you know, when I travel, you know, I'm, I'm in a city for one night, a lot of times, I've got a meeting in the morning, I fly in in the afternoon, I want to spend time with my kids, I don't want to be away from home too long. So I, I, I think it's just about availability and convenience of, of healthier choices. I don't know that as a guest, I would say I'm incorporating healthier options as much as I would say, is the hotel making those healthier options available? Because if they're not, there's little, there's very little that I can do you know, if my choices are Twizzlers, Cheetos, and Klondike bars, I, you know, I can incorporate all I want, but I've got to choose between Twizzlers, Cheetos, and Klondike bars. So, yeah, so I think it's incumbent on the industry, you know, to to make those better choices available. And then that makes it easier for the traveler to stick with the game plan that they set out, you know, when they leave the house of trying to be a good boy or a good girl. But then when that's not available, it's easy to say, well, I'm traveling and, and this is all they have. And, you know, and you just justify away and you end up, you end up in the stuff that you've been trying to avoid. Yeah, no, I mean, and it is, you actually bring up a really good point is that even it's, it's that accessibility and the availability. It's like, they're absolutely willing to make those decisions and, or even try something new, which I think about myself, I've definitely pulled things off of the shelf in a store at a, at a hotel that I'm like, Oh, I've never seen this before. This is clever. I want to try this, whatever that might be. And so you are sort of like in this special space with that. Yeah. And, and people are more open in new environments to try new things. You know, when they're at home in their natural, normal environment, they might be a little bit more risk averse 
when you're traveling around, you're in new environments, you're just more open to trying new things. And, and that's another reason. So our goal here is bigger than just dominating the hotel space. We know that people are snacking at night at home a lot. You know, we know there's over a billion dollars and, and, you know, being spent. And for us, we're looking at how can we compete against the largest food and beverage companies in the world? And the way to do that, in, in our opinion, is by leveraging those placements in these hotels, letting thousands of people see them every day. I mean, there's, there's 56,000 hotels out there. We believe night food should be in every single one of them. If you're a, any hotel that sells snacks, in our opinion, they should have night food along with whatever else they're choosing to sell. So not only will that create you know, revenue and profit and consumer trial and consumer awareness, but it also creates, in our opinion, a, a de facto endorsement right? If you're, in, if you're in a major hotel and you trust them and it's a, a hotel brand, a hotel chain that's been around for 50 or 80 years, and they've got night food ice cream and cookies and chips and night food this, night food that, and you see that, well, you're like, well, if this you know global hotel company is trusting this brand for their nighttime snacking, for their guest cravings, there must be something there. And so then when they start to see it in their local supermarkets, it carries over and and gives us that that benefit over the uh, you know the brands that have been around forever. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and and that I mean it's that's such a valid point. So it is really interesting. Want to shift gears just a little bit, but which kind of has and I asked this question by the way to everybody that's on the show because and it's fascinating Uh-oh. because uh, yeah, no, I know, but Tough one no, 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 but, uh, but I, but I ask it because it's really interesting. Everybody has a different viewpoint on this and it, a lot of it is also influenced by maybe what, what you focus on, et cetera. So considering, you know, just like what we're seeing as far as travelers, mindsets, goals combined with pr- probably even like what you're focusing on, how do you see travel maybe being redefined? Hence the name of the show. Well, I, I think that, you know, we, we've, we've heard a lot about wellness and I just think it's about, you know, a big part of it is giving people healthier options. I, I don't really, I, I've got a very narrow focus, Sarah. I'm not, I'm not a big zoomed out thinker. I mean, what, you could ask me 12 questions. It's all going to come back to night food and hotel lobby shops for me. So I don't want to seem like a one trick pony. But, but I, I think that, you know, look, we know what the research says that, that guests want better options now. I, I also believe, you know, research says a lot of things. Ultimately, there are a lot of guests that, you know, you could put a salad in that hotel, even next to the night food and next to the haagen and people can, people can say they want wellness choices all day long, and a lot of those people will not reach for that salad. I know that it's, it's easy to say what, what we want or what we would do and then do something different. But I, I do think that I think I think it's going to be hard for hotels to not make these kinds of things available once we're out there. And once we're in three, four, five, six percent of the hotels, we're in you know a few thousand properties. I don't know how anybody, whether it's a management group, brand or even a local management who could say, well, yes, we sell snacks. Yes, we know about night food and we know that there's sleep friendly snacks out there. But for our guests, we're just going to stick with the the M&Ms and the Twizzlers and the Cheetos and the Klondike bars. Like, how do you look yourself in the eye? How do you look your guests? How do you look your shareholders in the eye? So I'm fired up about this. And I I apologize if I say things in a way that make people feel uncomfortable. But it just seems to me that, you know, that that's where my focus is. It's it's the easiest thing for hotels to do to, to get on board with the wellness that people are saying they want and let the consumer decide. 
you know, 15 consumers may say wellness, only three or four of them might actually act on it when given the choice. But if you don't give them that choice, then you're letting them down. No matter what they end up deciding, it's on you then. Exactly. Well, and I think really at the end of the day, and we just talked about it, but it just comes down to accessibility, you know, and it's like, if you make it easier, I mean, even in another big, big sort of hot topic, yes, wellness, the other big hot topic, not necessarily directly related to this, the notion of sustainability. And it's the whole thing is like, they want sustainability without sacrificing comfort and what they want. And so similarly, people want to make better, healthier choices without necessarily sacrificing the convenience of it. And also the taste and the, the eating experience. Yeah, that's it, taste, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it is It is really this interesting sort of space that you're kind of like playing in. But okay, so to kind of like, you know, wrap things up here, I know we've kind of, we've done a, a big deep dive, but, and for those that maybe night food is new to them, hopefully they've been able to take away a lot, but want to hear more, like what are maybe some of the, you know, new and exciting things that night food is currently working on or like, what should we be on the lookout for? What can we see going forward? Well, we've got our uh, cookies are going to be entering distribution very soon. People will be able to start finding them at the, you know, the broadline distributors where they get a lot of their, a lot of their snacks and other products. We've got two new flavors of cookies coming out. So there's going to be three cookie flavors available. And then we're looking at, uh, you know, for 2023 chips, as well as single serve ice cream novelties, even though our ice cream is selling great as a pint, we know that hotels don't typically sell a ton of pint ice cream. We know that single serve is is more, you know, accessible to that consumer for a lot of reasons. So, you know, ultimately we want to have night food options in every snack format. So if somebody's going in looking for candy, we don't want them to have to choose night food cookies or night food ice cream or the candy. We want them to be able to choose night food candy along with the candy that they were also considering. So we want to have our pints, cookies, chips, single serve ice cream novelties, candy, nutrition bars. Those are the six primary categories and formats that we're looking at. And we want everybody to be able to stay within format, but have a sleep friendly choice. Ooh, I'm excited for that. I'm also excited for for salty options as well, too. So it's like I have a sweet tooth, but it's like I also have I also like some salty items as well, too. So I am so excited to see that come through. Well, I have to say, Sean, this has been so great. By the way, for everybody tuning in, Sean and I have been connected for some time and we're finally able to connect and talk about this. And he's so graciously sent the ice cream last year. I've got the cookies here. I've had them and it's it's delicious and exciting. So I'm definitely keeping my eyes peeled to see it just in more hotels, in more stores and to stay on the lookout for more. So very exciting and congrats on everything so far, Sean. Thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate it. And, you know, getting the word out, people like yourself, I mean, you are influential and we believe that this is where the industry needs to go. So everybody that spreads the word, we just really appreciate it. We just want to be out there helping the hotels help their guests. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again so much for for joining today. Uh, For everybody that's tuned in, I'll make sure to have all the details for more info on night food, how to connect with Sean. We'll have his LinkedIn information there as well too. So so if you want to find out more, it will all be available. So with that being said, thank you again, Sean. Thanks for everyone for tuning in and more next week. 
Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in to Travel Redefined. Hopefully you've taken away something from this week's guests and that you too are excited to see how travel is evolving. Don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and subscribe so that you won't miss out on the amazing conversations to come. And until next time, keep on traveling.